This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, April 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Good morning, everybody. I'm doing great. It is uh, another wonderful day. I <laughs> guess I'm doing good. It's so early, so it's hard to tell how I'm really doing. But, yeah. uh, good, buddy. Just how rolling out of bed. You know, I'm good. Yeah. It's I Thursday. Been up very long. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You know, we'll, we'll still have fun. But uh, regardless, you know, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, quick and easy one. What is your favorite board game? Uh, quick and easy board game. Um, that's a great question. I don't. Uh, Are you I don't a know. Scrabble guy? Are you a uh, Pictionary, uh, Bobble, <laughs> or uh, Sorry? I, I guess I haven't played a board game in so long. Probably Monopoly, but I I haven't played a board game in a while. It usually it's card games is the ones we stick to, but. All right. So if it's board game, we'll say Monopoly. All right. So you like Monopoly, you don't love Monopoly, but if you absolutely loved it, how would you maybe memorialize your love for that game? <laughs> uh, this is just gonna go off the rails and go something crazy. So I don't know how I would do it. So just uh, I, I uh, gosh, I know I'm not supposed to say I don't know. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I would do it. Well, all that goes <laughs> I'm to... sorry. I know i got to come up with something zany and wacky, but I just don't have anything on that one, man. Sorry. Well, all that goes to say that a couple were left stunned after pulling up an old carpet in their home and finding a huge Monopoly board painted on the floor. The popular game board had been painted on the floor years earlier by the previous owners. And I'll post the uh, the article, but it's literally probably a 10 foot by 10 foot board. It's massive. The current homeowners took a photo of the board, which features the popular London properties and rail stations from the family favorite game. It even has the community chest, chance, and a jail. The discovery was an unexpected surprise by the couple and was shared online by their son-in-law. Taking to Reddit, he wrote, While tearing up their carpet, my in-laws found a giant Monopoly board. 
His post has racked up more than 8,200 upvotes and 1,300 comments. It turns out that the massive floor games were once popular decades ago. One Reddit user wrote, It was a style for playrooms back in the day. Another said, Showed this to my wife, and she reminded me that there's a whole neighborhood near us built in the mid-50s that has a game board painted or tiled onto their basement floor. Seems to have been a selling point or something. A third commenter, I'll never forget, always wanting one of these when I was younger. Many people said the couple should try and keep the Monopoly board as their floor, and the son-in-law admitted he was trying to convince them. One said, I hope they keep it. The son-in-law said, trying to convince them to cover it in an epoxy and do the rest of the floor around it how they originally wanted. So that'd be cool if they could sort of uh, lock that in. It's a little dirty, a little dingy, but if they could put epoxy on there and and make it look good, that'd be kind of a cool uh, little feature of the house. No, absolutely. Especially if you really love the game, that's not a bad thing. That's crazy that they used to do that uh, for a room floor. I mean, that's it's a great idea for uh, like a kid's room or like a game room, something like that. It's pretty dang cool. You know what would be fun is like a, a giant chutes and ladders for kids because they could literally oh, you go. go up the chutes or no. Down the chutes and up the ladder. Down the chutes, <laughs> up the ladder, right. <laughs> and then uh, I know that uh, Jessie would absolutely hate this because Monopoly is one of her main sources of frustration when it comes to board games. She hates how competitive yeah. it gets. Yeah, it, it really does, and it takes forever. God, that game takes forever. Yeah. Uh, but that's the last like board game per se that i can remember playing i mean clue is is clue's a fun one yeah i didn't i didn't think about clue so i'd probably have to say clue is my favorite but uh, monopoly is just the first thing that came to my mind because i'm more like like you i'm more of a cards you know cards player whether it's uh, cards against humanity uno uh, in the veins of those types of things it's typically what i would play first yeah for me if it was a board game you know my favorite and again just like this it takes days sometimes to complete is risk risk is fun when you're taking oh, over risk your is good countries yeah. <laughs> then i just thought battle battleship is pretty oh, good too you sunk my battleship tone <laughs> yeah see now that now the creative juices are starting to flow there you go well speaking just of creative cool. juices we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today let's talk about today's show shall we the third day all right monday one day Tuesday, two-day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday! (laughs) The third day, okay? It is Thursday, the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, I'm talking Florida, man. We've got a segment called Weird Sex Myths. Our call-in topic today is open already. What business do you wish was already open because you've just been craving going there? Could be a food... uh, I almost said food eatery. I mean, restaurant could be retail business, anything along those lines. Eatery. We we have a segment called Simpsons Predictions. We round out the day with this day in history. And Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. 
from the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you have a giant Monopoly board painted in your room. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is April 15th, the third day of the week, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. <clears throat> Toxic Adventure uh, reboot has hired, uh, well, has signed on Jacob Tremblay from Good Boys. to she He joins Peter Dinklage in the legendary reboot. Interesting. Uh, that should be a good one, maybe. I guess we'll see. Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern to star in A Son or star in the sun which is a follow-up to the oscar nominated the father uh, i can't wait for the daughter and the mother <laughs> gotta make it a four-part man you gotta make it a four-part about the stepbrother War- yeah oh, there's a spinoff one oh, okay. we start to make it a uh a uh, a multiverse of that so a uh, warrior season three on the way as it moves to hbo max it's a good never, show never saw warrior is it good good show it's, yeah that's what hbo max man Disney parks to allow gender-inclusive costumes, so you'll be able to start seeing your castmates have visible tattoos as a part of inclusivity policy. Yeah, that's that's definitely not offensive to me, man. Show them tattoos. (laughs) Go on with your bad self. And Aaron Rodgers is winding down in his Jeopardy run, and he's raised a lot of money in the process. Jeopardy recently announced $117,725 has been raised for the North Valley Community Foundation in the first week of Rogers' run as host. The NVCH then revealed another 49500 was raised in the first two days this week. Wow. So good on Aaron Rodgers. He's actually been the most uh, positive and popular guest host uh, since Jeopardy started doing this. So. Now, did you see the uh, final Jeopardy answer that the guy wrote down that said, uh, you know, why did you kick the field goal in uh, the NFC Championship? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. They like that. He and he bet zero dollars on it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he was like, well, "I ain't gonna lose," so whatever. <laughs> so good stuff, and he took it like a champ. He was mm. he took it in good good humor. So he's a good sport. 
So you got to be if you're, uh, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. You have to be that way. And that was your Filippo Fast Five. We roll into the entertainment portion now. And uh, Disney has quickly become the go-to hub for all things Star Wars as the streaming service seems to contain just about everything from the saga films and spinoffs to various animated TV shows. Of course, the streamer is also developing original content, both live action and animated mediums. And the slate for the next few years is looking hefty. But over the course of the franchise history, not every project has seen the light of day, though rumors are now claiming that Disney Plus will finally release a long-shelved show. Uh, Recently surfaced rumors allege that Disney Plus is looking to release Star Wars Detours, a CGI animated show originally produced by Lucasfilm Animation. According to the Vulcan Reporter, the show will reportedly be released as a surprise on May the 4th. The site also claims that around 52 episodes and specials of the show are fully completed. Wow. Originally announced back in 2012, Star Wars Detours was created by George Lucas in collaboration with robot chicken creators Seth Green and Matthew Ian Senrick. The show was set to offer a comedic take on the events set between the prequel and the original trilogies. Clips were initially shown from the series, which boasted an incredible voice cast consisting of names like Joel, Mah- Joel McHale, Cree Summer, Seth MacFarlane, Gray DeLise, and Weird Al Yankovic. The show would also feature franchise vets like Anthony Daniels and Billy D. Williams, who would reprise the roles as C-3PO and Lando Carissian, respectively. Two seasons of the show reportedly exist, but following Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012, the show was put on the back burner to allow the studio to pursue other animated projects. By 2015, cast member Felicia Day stated the series had officially been canceled, yet in 2018, Disney filed a new trademark for the show. It's possible the trademark could indicate Disney has been making plans for the show, aiming aiming to drop it in what the company believes as the right moment. And with Disney Plus reaching into the vault to pull out other classic series like Star Wars Ewoks, Star Wars Clone Wars, it's possible that the streamer may indeed want you want to add detours to its lineup. So um, we will have to see if this ends up happening, but it would be a nice gift for fans on May the 4th. Uh, the same day, Bad Batch drops. So uh, what's your take, man? What do you think? I think it's, uh, you know, I wasn't even familiar that this series existed. So I think that's a great idea. And then uh, I think I even texted you about a week ago. I was flipping through Disney Plus and they have this thing that says Star Wars Vintage Collection. I was like, oh, what is that? I clicked into it and they've got the two Ewoks movies. They've got the uh, 2D animated Clone Wars that came out before the, uh, um, you know, CGI one. I think it's great that they're dropping all of these things on there. It's about time, and uh, I'm excited to see where they go with the new series that they come out with. Yeah, I I think it's going to be great. You got Bad Batch, and then to have Detours, I remember reading about it a long time ago, but then I totally forgot all about it because, yeah. That's what it's what happens when the projects go in the toilet. You just you kind of forget about it. Exactly. So. Yep. So we'll see. Speaking of Disney Plus and shows that'll be coming, um, there is recently uh, Disney showed off a new poster for Marvel's What If, and it introduced an all new superhero team in the Guardians of the Multiverse. The series will alternate, will tell alternate stories from the MCU with the Guardians of the Multiverse with the new team that emerges in this changed world. 
Based on the newly released image, the Guardians of the Multiverse will be comprised of Peggy Carter, who has now become Captain Britain, Black Panther's Eric Killmonger, T'Challa is the new Star-Lord, Gamora, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and what is an alternate version of Thor. Um, basically, it just shows them line up uh, It just as like the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the Watcher is like the main one. So uh should be interesting. I mean, it's not much newsworthy other than they released a post uh, poster. But if you're unfamiliar with What If, basically it's just stories that are told as what if this happened? Like, what if Peggy Carter got the powers from the super soldier serum um, and, remain, and Steve Rogers remained as himself? But then he's given the Iron Man type suit designed by Tony Stark's father, Howard Stark. So a lot of interesting takes on there for sure. Well, and what might be cool with that is, you know, we know that each episode is going to sort of do this alternative storyline for each of these characters. I wonder if this will be sort of a culmination with the last episode where they all get together and become, you know, these guardians of the multiverse. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, and then it says, obviously, the cast, Haley Atwell will return as Peggy Carter, Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger, Josh Brolin is Thanos, Hemsworth is Thor, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury, and Chadwick Boseman's final time as T'Challa. It'll be nice to hear his voice again. You know, the fact that they recorded it before he passed away uh, is a great way to sort of cap off his role as T'Challa. Exactly. At least he gets to do it one more time. Um, back in the early 90s, you were a fan of American Gladiators, right? Oh, yeah. That was so much yeah. fun. It wa- was a great show. Jacked up people on steroids in uh, spandex, uh, taking on regular average Joes, right? Yeah. And My favorite was, was I always wanted to do the uh, the course where uh, you, know, you had the gladiator who was shooting the tennis balls, and they had to go from uh, obstacle to obstacle trying to fire like rocket launchers and, and different things to try and... Uh, Rocket launcher. Yeah. That would have been my favorite. It would have been a fun game to bid on. Just like Double Dare would have been fun. Oh, well, yeah. fans of American Gladiators, uh, it's not coming back. Not quite in the way you'd think, but uh, you might have to be a child of the 80s to even remember or appreciate American Gladiators. It was a TV co- competition-based show. It featured gladiators with names like Malibu and Lace facing off against regular folks in a series of outlandish physical challenges like tug of war jousting and more everything about it was big the gladiators themselves had big hair big muscles big tans big everything ain't lying yeah <laughs> it was fun but only in the 80s kind of thing with such much loved by kids when when you were growing up um but they will be doing a story behind american gladiators um espn's 30 for 30 is going to do a documentary um so you should be on the lookout for that. Um, I thought there'd be more to the story. I just think it's going to be fun. Um, definitely something worth checking out, uh, just how it was behind the scenes and what led to the show. I think it'd be a fan for uh, for people like us that grew up loving it. So. Yeah. And I know they tried to reboot it in you know the early 2000s. It didn't quite work out as well, but uh, seeing the behind the scenes and you know reliving that nostalgia of the 80s will be a lot of fun. And 30 for 30 does an excellent job with their documentaries. They really do. You know why it didn't do good is because it had Hulk Hogan as the host. That's right. That was a bad, I forgot that was a about bad that. move. So you, you kind of stick yourself in nostalgic land. And Hogan, he's just over the top anyways. I mean, if you would have had The Rock, 
which they did something similar. They did the Titan games, which right. it was close. But I mean, if you would have had somebody like that do it, you probably would have done better than having Hulk Hogan do it. So fair enough. But I digress. Um, and that was it for your entertainment news. We have about 30 seconds to dance on into today's birthday, shall we? It's Uh, some well-known names today. This person rose to fame while playing Hermione Granger in uh, Harry Potter film series. I always screwed her name up and called her Hermione. I don't know why. <laughs> she earned praise for her leading role in the 2012 film Being The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, and she also stars as Belle in the 2017 Beauty and the Beast. That's Emma Watson is 30. Really? She's 30? Comedy actor known for release for his roles in such films as Knocked Up, Neighbors, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, the Canadian Comedy... He also won the Canadian Comedy Award for Best Writing for the film Super Bad, which he also acted alongside Jonah Hill and Bill Hader. Seth Rogen is 38. English actress... English actress... Words are hard for me today. Gained attention as Era Stark on HBO's Game of Thrones... Um, Maisie Williams is 23. She also played Wolfsbane in uh, New Mutants. Yep. Um, actor known for playing Biff Tannen in the popular Back to the Future film trilogy, Thomas F. Wilson is 61. And lead vocalist for the bands uh, for the band Bad Wolves, um, who just recently left. He also filled in for Five Finger Death Punch. Tommy Vex is 38. And uh, let's see. We'll roll before I say that's it for your birthdays. Why don't I say this for the birthday boy? You make like a tree and get out of here. Happy birthday. Very fitting. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we're headed into one of my favorite segments of the week. Yes, we're talking Florida Man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Thursday, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, we're talking my favorite segment of the week Florida Man. Oh, good for you! Florida man, Florida man, he's a crazy son of a can. Or something like that. <laughs> Let's go to Indian Atlantic, Florida, where a Florida man was arrested after he allegedly told employees and customers at several businesses in India Atlantic, Florida, that his turtle army will destroy <laughs> them and they will all see what would happen in an hour. 
According to the arrest affidavit, 61-year-old Thomas Devaney Lane visited several businesses around Fifth Avenue before making his way to the Indian Atlantic Police Department, where he began yelling at a dispatcher while pounding the walls and glass. Lane left the police department and police later caught up with him in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven convenience store. Lane called 911 and told the operator that the responding officer needed to leave now or you will be all sorry you effed with the saint. The Florida man was booked into the Brevard County Jail and charged with disorderly conduct resisting an officer without violence and misuse of the 911 system. What Ninja Turtle army was this dude going to have? Is he Master Splinter or what? Right. Has the planet gone mad? Apparently with that guy, yes. But let's go to Jacksonville to find our next fruitcake. A Florida man is charged with impersonating a doctor and allegedly injecting Botox while drinking last month. Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said Nelson Turin, 47, hosted a Botox and Bubbles event at a local business. Investigators said he described himself as an oral surgeon on social media. According to Fox 30, Turin was allegedly drinking four locos when he operated on his unsuspecting victims. The news station reported that he charged $350 to inject lips, chins, and cheeks, and that he allegedly tricked the staff at a local spa into thinking he was a licensed doctor. The sheriff tweeted that Turin is charged with several crimes, including practicing medicine without a valid medical license, possessing of legend drugs without prescription. Legend drugs are prescription drugs approved by the U.S. FDA. According to local authorities, Turn was released on bond. A new court date has not been signed. This just goes to show to um, maybe it, we said it yesterday. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And if you're into Botox and you're thinking you're getting a smoking deal for $350, you probably don't want to go there. And it just seems like there's more idiots in that story than just the Florida man. What spa just goes, okay, you can come do that at our spa. Way to go, a-hole! Dumb. Well, and that's the thing. You know, if you're a spa and you're hiring somebody to do a medical procedure, yeah, maybe do a few reference checks, a little background, just to make sure you know who you're hiring. Exactly. Well, this one's fun because the video is playing for me as I read the story. This should be a good time. We're going to Alucha County in Florida where a reckless driver on probation for DUI fleeing and eluding El Chua County deputies on a wild chase throughout McCanopy on Thursday. Dashcam video shows deputies chase Matthew Richardson, 33, through parking lots, side roads, and eventually into another county while finally trapping him down. The chase required multiple patrol cars and took multiple PIT maneuver attempts before deputies could demobilize Richardson's vehicle. At one point, Richardson slows down on the highway, giving chase the de- giving the middle finger, which I'm watching now as I read that. <laughs> uh, he's slowing down, taunting them with the middle finger. Uh, Richardson was transported to uh, Alachua, um County jail on multiple charges, including fleeing and eluding aggravated assault on deputy driving with a suspended license and reckless driving of violation of probation. That was a hard one to read. And yes, Friday, I know my light's a little off. I I haven't got a chance to play with it. Um, the the lighting is weird in my house right now because yeah. it's dark outside 
and all I have is the bright lights. So I have working for me. It's just um, showing I off digress. those sexy white teeth. I get distracted sometimes by acknowledging it. <laughs> so now the next one we're going to um, – doesn't say where this one is. We're going to say Orlando because everything around it says Orlando um, oh. news. So uh, a man high on Flocka attacked an officer proclaiming himself to be God. Then he continued, oh, God, and he's running around naked. There's a dash cam video. <laughs> uh, he proclaimed himself to be God, and he had sexual relations with a tree. Kenneth Crowder, 41, is seen, is seen run naked through Brevard County community. He was stopped by Melbourne police officer and charged with resisting arrest with violence. The officer used a taser, but Crowder, who pulled the electric probes from his body, then punched the officer and tried to stab the cop with his badge. According to the report, the officer then punched the suspect who said he was Thor. So first he was God, now he's Thor. He's the God of Thunder. And then he, w- and then he went to go have sex with a tree. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's insanely weird. <laughs> oh, man. This one is... Uh... Oh, is that one not going to load? Oh, thank you. This it, this one had a good headline, but uh, it it wants me to put in my email to read. So I'm gonna have to skip that one. So, but the car is Ferrari and it goes fast. Okay, okay. it looked good, but we'll just move on to Gulfport, Florida, where authorities say uh, author, authorities in Florida say a 71 year old man filled a squirt gun with urine Ugh. and sprayed a woman who was walking her dog. Gulfport police say in the arrest report that Joel William Benjamin approached the woman on Sunday and squirted her several times with urine. The report says Benjamin told officers he would do it again, but it was unclear what motivated the attack. He faces a misdemeanor battery charge and left jail after posting a $500 bond. A lawyer for Benjamin was listed, wasn't listed on jail, and Gulfport is near St. Petersburg on the Florida Gulf Coast. Just okay, so that's dumb. good. Go walk your dog. For real. I'm going to go spray some urine on you, you know? No big deal. Right. What are people Um, thinking? Yeah. Uh, It is Florida, so. Yeah. Why would do that? Jeez Louise. Um, This one is a fun one, maybe. Irving Edward Howard, 71 of Fort Myers, also known as Baby Cakes, was arrested by the Fort Myers Police Department. On Thursday, he was charged with four counts of lewd and lavicious behavior toward a dude. That one just went dark. <laughs> I collect it because his name Burr. was Baby Cakes. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we're not going to read that one. Probably that one to is skip, a. Yeah. yeah, that one's not a fun story. That one is a uh, rather legit, disturbing. Uh, Story, so we're just gonna move that one. That was not pre-read, so uh, we're just gonna type in Florida man April. Let's let's click on a few funny ones here because I went through all my stories. So um, let's see. Um, okay, sorry. This is uh, normally I don't ever catch up to all my articles at this point. So let's just. Uh, there's a lot of scary ones, like Florida man arrested after beheading his cat. Ah. Uh, yeah, there's see what I mean? There's some wild stuff in Florida. There's some dark turns. We like the funny one, ones. Yeah, yeah, that might be pushing I try it. to do the funny. Well, let's see. This one could be fun. Uh, there was a brawling Easter bunny in Orlando, Florida, where a man filmed a Florida brawl while dressed as an Easter bunny. Uh, it turned out to be a wanted fugitive for bur- uh, accused of burglarizing a car. 
Antonio McDonald claims he was wearing the Easter Bunny costume when he saw a fight between a man and a woman and got in the middle of it on Sunday. The guy was, I don't know, he was bullying her or whatnot. So then I saw him spit on her and she starts hitting him and everything, McDonald told CBS affiliate. According to the local television station, he didn't know either the person he was going to tolerate or disrespect a woman. So he sprung into action as he kicked the other guy's butt, dressed as the Easter Bunny. Something straight out of Mallrats, right? Way to go, a-hole! Something I would love to see on video. You're just, there's just totally that. Let's see if we can get one Florida woman. We got 20 seconds. Let's see if I find one Florida woman. Um, that was that one killed as dressed as Harry Potter. That's not good. See, I want funny stuff. Here we go. Maybe this one. This one's fun. Maybe we're about to find out. A woman in Sin- in Simonial Heights, Seminole Heights. Sorry, Simonial. Florida has come up with a fun way to bring joy to her neighborhood. She wears a unicorn costume and walks through the streets waving and taking pictures with people. She said to be thanked by many times. Oh, that's not a crazy woman story. Ah, you took Sorry us out on the an up there, note. Florida. Yeah, I took us out on a positive note. I saw Florida woman. I was looking for crazy, but my God, there was some dark ones. There was murderers, childs, all kinds of creepy stuff at the end. So yeah, probably uh, better left out yeah, in that case. Yeah, that's why I had to on the fly try to find some stuff, and it wasn't much better. Florida in April, probably not a good time. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for Florida, man. We had some funny ones in there. Don't go anywhere when we come. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to have weird sex myths. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Earbuffs! Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And for some odd reason, we've got Tony in full glory on the uh, screen. There we go. That was really strange. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to be... I wanted to take the whole screen, taking the show over. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> that's taking all right. it over. <laughs> I was wondering, too. I go, God, that's uh, awfully big. What's going on? In any <laughs> case, we have reached the final segment, at least of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But do not fret. There is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic today, which is what type of business do you wish was already open despite the pandemic? Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing, we're going to be doing a little more sharing than we normally do and have to warn people in advance. Viewer discretion is advised. 
So this segment is weird sex myths. These are things that uh, maybe we grew up believing, something we were maybe told as a kid and uh, didn't find out till later that, uh, you know, maybe that's not true or that's not the way it works. Now, uh, speaking of which, Tone, uh, was there anything that you believed as a kid as related to sex that uh, just turned out to be completely wrong? Um, I didn't know much about sex until I was like, uh, I think, 12 or something. So um, when I was a kid, I just thought boobs were cool and I enjoyed the heck out of boobs. <laughs> well, we know that you found the, uh, uh, what, the Hustler magazine at the park with your cousin or uncle and... Uh, no, I found that I found that um, <laughs> I found a porno mag at at that park in Sparks with with some friends, and okay. I and there was the white stuff coming out, you know, and uh, I thought I was like, why is the pee white? It's I didn't understand. I didn't go ask my parents what that was, you know. Okay. So later, I later on I found out what that was, but uh, you know. When I, but as a kid finding that magazine, I go, wow, look at the girl's boobs. I'm like, ooh, what's that down there? Ooh, why is that? Why is that doing that? Yeah. Well, and that's a perfect example of what we're talking about today. I had no idea. As an adult, of course, you know. You know. Back then, uh, when you're in fourth grade and you see that, you have no idea what the hell that is. (laughs) Why is the P white? Well, with that being said, let's roll into the weird sex myths again. I want to let everybody know. Viewer discretion is advised. All right. This one from user Lost Smoking Snake says they thought sex was getting naked in bed and rolling around in the sheets. Oh, right. You know, it's, uh, I could see where they maybe thought that as a kid. Uh, there were things happening under those sheets, but just rolling around. Yeah, that's not enough to do it for most people. No. But if you want to call it that, more power to you. Exactly. Rolling on with weird sex myths, this from Hermby Berm. Boy, that's a hard one to say. Hermby Berm, hi. They said they thought that penises inflated like balloons. Don't ask how I learned that because I still don't know. <laughs> okay. Does that, that mean. makes t- sense. I was like, what? Like. First, I thought, like, is he blowing into a condom like condoms or balloons? But then I get you. It's I, it's a blowjob joke. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. I, I understand that now. Yes. Maybe not even a joke. Maybe that's what they legitimately thought uh, happened. Let's keep rolling on. Talking weird sex myths. This from Reckoneps says, uh, thought that since I have only one sibling, my parents only did it two times. Oh, I bet their world was shattered when they found out that it was at least more than two. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, that's not how it works. You don't just have sex and you're like, oh, there's a baby. We wait. Then we do it again. No, it's not (laughs) how that works. Practice, practice, practice. I was going to say, unless they're Irish Catholic and if they've got, you know, 10 kids, then they probably only had sex 10 times because no prophylactics happening there. Yeah. Not happening. Let's keep moving on. Talking weird sex myths. This from Crazy Cracker 6 said, I thought kissing on the lips made babies, and apparently so did a lot of other people. Hello, nurse! Yeah, kissing isn't sex. Kissing isn't uh, making babies, and thank goodness that's not the case, because uh, there'd be a lot more kids out there for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, and if kissing was sex, woo, buddy. 
It's a lot of it's a lot of sex. A lot of sex in my life. Let's keep rolling on. We're talking weird sex myths and want to remind everybody again. Viewer discretion is advised. Here's one that uh, I've never heard, but uh, you know, kind of makes sense, at least in a little kid brain. From user Rosanese2 says, uh, they thought whichever parent tried harder would determine the gender of the baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if they're trying to make a baby, whoever's doing more of the work... If it's the dad, it's going to be a boy. If it's the mom, it's going to be a girl. Yeah. it's uh, It doesn't matter, man. It's just uh, you don't really have a pick in that. It's whatever develops, develops, you know? Whatever little little spermy makes it to the egg first, right? Well, with the way science is going, uh, soon you will be able to pick the gender of your child. Cause... Mm, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Science is weird. Science is freaky. But let's keep rolling on, talking weird sex myths. This one from Funny Afro says uh, they thought that sex lasts all night, like you go into bed and then it happens until sunrise. Yeah, maybe in your nope. mid-20s. Yeah, I was going to say, no, pretty much goes by anywhere from uh, be, uh, 10 seconds to, uh, you know, could be 10 <laughs> hours if you want. Sure. <laughs> Uh, if it's ten, just, 10 seconds, you know it's either been a very long time or, uh, you know, you're just super excited, right? Yeah, well, I would go with the excited part, right. you know. <laughs> that would be bad. That's that's never happened to me, not 10 seconds. Good, so. good. Yeah. Listening, ladies? All right. Let's keep rolling on. We're talking weird sex myths. This one from Evidence of Reason said that they thought masturbation was just playing with yourself. So I sort of just jumbled myself around with my hands. Didn't really work. <laughs> yes. Uh, when it comes to that, you know, there's a uh, there is an outcome that happens from it, uh, depending on how you do it. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. It's not that because you think about it. Every little boy, or even like through the, like their young age, they've always they're always playing with it. Yeah. yeah. It just it's you're fascinated with it as a boy. Like I don't remember as a kid playing with it, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure I did. Um, I think all boys do. Um, well, like it's you, like yeah, they're fascinated. You're just like, oh, it's my, it's my pee pee. Yeah. What, yeah it, what, what do I do with that thing? It's there. It's you know, it's it's not going anywhere. So uh, no. Yeah. I'm sure I did. I sure as hell liked to pee on everything as a kid. <laughs> we know that. Little fire hose, baby. Let's keep rolling on, talking weird sex myths, and always as a reminder, viewer discretion is advised. This one from Fishy Instinct YT says that they thought sex. Fishy, fishy. <laughs> nice little callback to yesterday. Um, don't know where they got this one from, but they thought sex was taking off your shirt and lying in bed with your significant other and flexing your muscles. Oh yeah, I've never thought that ever. Like <laughs> never. I was like, well, when I get older, I kind of took my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. You know, to each his own, whole, I guess. My whole goal as a kid was like, one day I just want to see boobs. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. Let's keep rolling on, talking oh. weird sex myths. This is from DH9690. Apparently they thought blowjob was literal, like they blow into it like a kazoo. That was like an extended quagmire. Yeah, it was. That was extra gigging. <laughs> Hello. Play the harmonica. Honk on my bear bear. <laughs> Moving on, talking weird sex uh, myths. This from Mini Gopher says, uh, and I think we've all heard this. 
You will go blind by masturbating. Thanks for my wife for typing this. <laughs> Hello, nurse! Yeah, all those myths, you'll go blind, you'll get hairy palms. All myths, not true. Not true. If that was true, I think every person would be blind. Exactly. And then yeah. finally, here in Weird Sex Myths, this one from Door the Dude, and God, I hope this... Uh... Door the Dude, he's got a sex tip for you. Door the Dude. <laughs> I'm so glad this isn't true, but apparently he thought that uh, losing your virginity meant your penis falls off. Oh, oh my gosh. That would could, be... You be, could you imagine if humans were like the praying mantises, like you mate and then you're done? Nope. I'd never have sex. Nope. Never. Nope. Thank but God I that's not anyways. the case. <laughs> well, folks, we are headed into our long break. Enjoy the news, grab some tea, take a potty break. And uh, you know what? We will see you guys back here in about seven minutes. Don't go anywhere. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, April 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Ready for the fastest hour, man. And I just got your text, so uh, send in prayers and uh, hopefully everything's okay uh, with your fiance. Yikes. Yeah, Jesse had to run to the urgent care. She's having some sort Yikes. of weird allergic reaction. So, uh, you know, hopefully they're, they're able to fix her up, patch her up, send her on back, and, uh, yeah, without too no, much damage. No good. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully her face didn't get all hitch. Exactly. Know? Yeah, with that. No. <laughs> well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance and ask you to call the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can chime in live on our Facebook page over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Again, that's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Just click into the live video there and comment with your pick at that part. Or you can join us in the next segment on the Stereo app at Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media to chat live with us. And uh, we always do the Stereo Roulette. And uh, just like uh, life, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. The topic today is open already, which, uh, you know, we are... Oh God. A little over a year into this pandemic now. We know that, at least here in Nevada, uh, the plan is to open 
everything by June 1st. But, uh, you know, we are craving certain types of businesses, restaurants, things to do. And uh, that's the question we're posing today. You know, what type of business do you wish was open already despite the pandemic? So, Tony, I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, see what your thought is on that. Yeah, my thing is, uh, and they're all pretty much open here in uh, Colorado. There's not too many things that are still shut down. I mean, things are just not normal yet. Um, a good example is movie theaters. Uh, you and I talked about, uh, you know, how you said you got to see Nobody and Godzilla King of Monsters. Well, living in Fort Collins, we have three movie theaters, one being an AMC that's not open and plus it's a piece of junk anyways the second being a uh, the other two being a cinemark we had we have a really good one as my uncle calls it the gucci theater and then we have the other one that's just that's pretty good i mean it's definitely not a junk theater it's mm -hmm. just the gucci one's better um well the problem is is the one cinemark closest to my house is not open so you're down to one theater you have just the gucci one and the problem is, is there's two showings a day 4 p.m. and a 7 p.m. It's hard to you you have during the day I have time to go see a movie. Typically towards the evening I don't really have as much time. So getting to the movie is a little tougher. So what I'd like to see is it go back to normal hours. Like I'd love to catch that 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. flick or a noon matinee. There's just no matinees or anything and uh, I'm okay that there's not a lot of movie options to go see. I would just prefer the time. So if that's the one thing locally I'd like to see get going, great. Because we have dine-in. We have all that stuff. It's still, to you know, the capacity's been uplifted. So a lot of that has gone back to pretty much normal. I still find it hard to believe, not to go on a rant, but that COVID doesn't live right here, but it lives right here. So the minute I stand up, uh-oh, you're in the COVID zone. But when you sit down, <laughs> you and I can bullshit and we can talk and all that, no problem. I don't buy into that garbage. Like, that's kind of horse shit to me. That makes no sense. But that's just my personal opinion. I obviously know it's real, but it just it's so weird that it just doesn't exist when you sit down. <laughs> well, Stupid. And like you, you know, with the movie theaters, I like to go to those earlier showings, mostly because I like to be able to pick my seat early on. You know, I'm one of those people, you know, dead center of the theater. You know, I don't like somebody sitting right next to me. And, you know, the fewer people in the theater the better for me, unless it's a, you know... That's Sonic! <laughs> He's a hedgehog! He's from Sega! You know, unless it's a comedy or a horror where it's better to have more people in the theater, yeah, I like to just get lost in the movie and, and go from there. But uh, as far as my pick goes, uh, you know, there's not much I do in my day-to-day -day life that, uh, you know, all of this really affects me, but it's when I go down to see my boys in Southern California, and last time I was down there, there was nothing to do. Everything was absolutely closed. No movies, no uh, theme parks, no... Uh, um, we even tried, uh, uh, what are they called, like uh, the puzzle rooms and uh, axe throwing and mini golf, go-karts, none of it. All of it was closed. And so, uh, you know, having some attractions come back, having things to do, uh, especially with a family, I think is probably the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, as as you should. I mean, you get your boys for, you know, two to three days and you want to you want to make a lot. You want to do a lot with them and you want to entertain them and have fun. You don't want to just sit in a hotel room and be like, it's good to see you, boys. 
What's yeah. new? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to go bond and go do things and, uh, you know. And at least uh, the last time you were out there, the restaurant part was open, right? Like a little more than yeah. it had been. They finally opened it to, I think, 25% capacity, which even then, you know, you're, you're waiting forever because there's just so many people down there that, uh, you know, we tried getting dinner at Chili's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we still had to wait an hour and a half to be seated. Yeah, for chilies is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like chilies, but normally you can just walk right in and you're good to go. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. You know, not calling ahead like Nevada had that for a while. You had to be on a reservation list to go any of them. You had to call and set up your time to go. Which, uh, luckily in Colorado, you didn't have to do that. You were just either you either got to eat there or you didn't. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, that's what we're looking for. We want to hear from you guys after the break on what type of business do you wish was open despite the pandemic. So uh, when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, box of prizes, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now, in order to do so, head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio, click into the live video there, and uh, comment with your pick, or you can join us on the Stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the topic of the day being businesses you wish you were that were open despite the pandemic tony mentioned movie theaters at least more availability there for me it was uh, more things to do attractions things with the family and so uh, that's a, a little bit about what we're talking about tony i assume you reached out to our usual phoenix fans to get their input uh, what did they have to I, say i did i'm so sorry i burnt the living ever crap out of my lips on my oh, teeth. no yeah, like so I I put it in a new container I got for Christmas. I got I got one of the the warm mugs, you know, and I was like, "Well, that'll be fancy. I'll put a big thing of tea in there." Ha ha. Holy crap, the thing was hot. So, burnt the burnt the crap. But we're not here to talk about my lips. We're here to talk about 
uh, you guys. So, uh, yeah, Jamie Anna, she chimed in and she said, uh, for the call on topic today, music venues. I just want to go back. I want it to go back to normal where you can move around in the crowd and dance. Uh, concerts. Yes, yes, flipping yes. Like, dude, I'd go, I would want to go to a concert so bad that tonight here in Fort Collins, I can't go because I close. But at Alita's Way, not overly big on them, but they're playing downtown Fort Collins. I would go. If I was oh, off, Yeah, I don't give a crap. I'd go see Adelita's Way. I don't even give a crap. Just to say I'd go. Uh, they're playing at the Aggie downtown. Um, oh, but uh, yeah. I agree with you, Jamie. It'd be nice to have that. Holy cow. <laughs> Burned that. Um, Lacey and Mike, they both shared the same. They wish Disney was a little more back to normal. I agree. Theme parks... It, when I went and did Universal back in February, kind of weird how they did it. I mean, again, it's it's the matter of opinion. I'm not shooting on anyone's thoughts and process on the whole thing. But if you're outdoors, do we really need to wear a mask? I mean, in Florida, it's already warm. You got the mask on the outside. I mean, literally, you are outside, like between you and the sky, like. Come on, man. And your social you just, distancing. I mean, when you're yes. in line, you're six feet away, so you're doing everything yes. you're supposed to be doing. Why the need for the mask in that yeah. situation? Not sure how the Disney World experience is going to go with the masks. I, I think we do got to wear them, except if you're taking selfies or pictures, then you can take them off for a minute and then put them back on. Uh, the lines being the six feet and having to kind of coordinate and plan your day a little more. A little harder than the fun of being like, what rides next? You want to go do Space Mountain? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's not how any of us are. We're just like, you want to do Space Mountain? Okay, it's cool. That's how I am. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. But I agree with uh, Mike and Lacey. It would be good. Mike said uh, Jamie's was a good one. He got to experience uh, uh, <clears throat> going back to a rock show in Kearney. They, you know, he saw otherwise. He took his daughter, Bella, and... Uh, he said it was just great to have shows. He's been able to see uh, otherwise and how we have Ballyhoo in the last like uh, two to three weeks, two shows locally. So it's it's good that music's coming back, man. I can't wait. It's going to be so good uh, to catch a concert. Last time I saw a show was just like you, Christian, was uh, Breaking Benjamin and Corn. Yep. That was the last, last show I saw last year. And, uh, you know, I'll take anything at this point. <laughs> Hence Adelina's Way. If you're in Fort Collins, you want to go see Shameless Blood for the band Adelina's Way. They're playing at the Aggie tonight. Don't know how much tickets are, but uh, yeah, go check them out. It's a concert. Nice. So. And along those lines, you know, uh, concert venues, comedy clubs. It would be awesome to have mm. live comedy back where you can sit down, have a laugh, have a drink, and, and not worry about, uh, you know, what's going to happen. And I know the comedians especially, you know, they've been doing these virtual ones, but without any feedback from an audience, it, it sort of falls flat. You know, you have to have that audience experience. You really do. That's when you know you're in the groove. Man, if you got people laughing and stuff, you know you're on a tear, and that's what you feed off of. If you don't have a crowd to feed off, you have to do it virtually, your jokes just might fall flat. It's like any live performance, you know? You've got, sure, for athletes and and, and, and to perform in front of nobody – like they're happy to even just have 10 people in the crowd like exactly screw it 10 people's better than nothing 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Real quick, just on the uh, music uh, virtual concert side of things, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Seven Dust has a couple virtual shows where they're playing a couple of their albums in their entirety, uh, I think in the next couple days or so. Yeah, I think it's this weekend. Yeah, they're doing uh, Home and Seasons in their entirety. Both great albums, by the way. Yeah. If you're a Seven Dust fan, that's well worth checking out. I watched the last one. Yeah, I think it was, what, 15, 16, 17 bucks, and it was a great concert performance that I got to enjoy from my home, even though I would have preferred being there in person. Right. That's the only drawback is I love that they're doing this and people are buying it and supporting the artist. That's fantastic. But nothing beats a live show, especially a live Seven Dust show. Oh, I mean, yeah. no so much energy and stuff like i can't imagine like getting up and dancing around my living room and headbanging and going crazy no no Probably just more like you're sitting back and you're like singing along yeah but i just don't you know there's just something about it just that live energy like like i know you've seen it mike's seen it lacy's seen it uh like if you're at a live show man and they kick into a pantera thing i just go nuts like I just let it rip, man. <laughs> well, and along those Never lines, I, I, if I recall properly, you went and saw a Big Four concert at uh, a movie theater, and people started moshing in the uh, the aisleways, it right? It just wasn't the same. Yeah, I went with Mike, or I mean, excuse me, with Denny, Gino, and the Nameless One, and we went and saw that at an AMC theater, and it was weird. That was my first virtual experience with a concert. It was strange. Like, yeah, there was a crowd on screen. You had a few people in the theater, but you had people literally trying to mosh around like the bottom of the AMC theater. They're smoking pot, smoking cigarettes. And I'm just like, dude, those are like two things I could do without at a concert. I could do without the smelly ass BO people, you know, that give metalheads a bad name because they're the stinky ones. You got the stinkies. You got the pot smoke. You know, I don't need any of that crap, man. I'm happy with all that and all with all the sweat touching you. But man, the energy, though, just wasn't the same. <laughs> and then the people going, I love you, James. Shut up. He can't hear you. My question was going to be, Tony, did you take your uh, camera and, and, and film the... <laughs> no, no. It'd be the one time I didn't do that, man. My arms felt great. They didn't have to. I still just one day want a hat that has a camera built in so I can just wear it and it record everything. You know, so I don't have to hold shit. I could just watch and the eye could record everything in the sky. Might have to think of that idea. I have just stumbled upon something. I think you might be onto something. For the concert goers. Exactly. In the sky. Trademark. Trademark. Hashtag. Patent it. All that stuff. Just because you said well, that, anyway, nobody can take yeah, it. Yeah, right? it doesn't make anything. No, you have to actually patent that stuff. And I, I wouldn't know the first thing to do, but it's a great idea. <laughs> now, Tone, was that uh, everybody who chimed in on that uh, the Phoenix Valley? Yeah. Awesome. I think it's radio time or yeah. stereo time. So we are going to head into the stereo app with a couple minutes left in the segment. And just to remind everybody again, it is just like life. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And so, uh, you know, just get those earmuffs ready if uh, something... You were discretion advice. Exactly. All right. Let's roll in, see who we can grab. It is searching for somebody. Here we go. How are you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Maybe not. I got a feeling... Yeah, apparently, uh, people Somebody's just... Somebody's stalking me! <laughs> Hi, how are you doing today? 
Bing, bing. That's all I got out of that one. Yep. <laughs> well, it sucks because you did it great. Hello. You How, didn't even say radio show. I know. How are you doing today? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Doing well. So we are talking today, what type of business do you wish was open despite the pandemic? Mm, that's quite a question, isn't it? I wouldn't say business. I'd say I, I would more. I'd lean more towards public services because that's what's required, isn't it? In, in order for in order for society to in, in order for society. I, I'm sorry. Just I'm sorry. Apologize. Hold one second. Don't go anywhere. Uh, he's he's in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Did you hear the T Rex in the back. I apologize. We do have also, to move on, but uh, well, that was the guy that does our uh, radio. He does the news in between, like the seven minute breaks. Exactly. <laughs> he was well spoken, was you know. And he was, and, and he was in Jurassic World. I was going to say, you know, I think he, he was had, very well spoken. He had to go uh, tame blue and uh, you know dodge the Indominus Rex. <laughs> there was a but... Velociraptor that broke in that cat's house, man. <laughs> yeah, that sounded just like it. But uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke care. I know you don't want to shoot on them, but damn. Well, you know what? Maybe that was his answer. Maybe he was hoping that Jurassic Park was open despite the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for the interactive portion of the show. When we come back, we've got a segment called Simpsons Predictions. Don't go anywhere. Simpsons did it. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And uh, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day which we just finished up in this last segment. Now, if you want to leave a message, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, the uh, call-in topic for tomorrow is does it hold up? We're talking about movies that maybe you loved as a kid or early on. You went back and watched it, and it is just god-awful. You know, you, you maybe made it through half. Uh, you just can't do it anymore. That's what we want to hear about it is, uh, you know, does it hold up? So uh, give us a call, and uh, we will cover that tomorrow. Now, in this segment, uh, this is actually sort of a rehash of something that uh, Tony brought up a couple days ago, talking about The Simpsons. Beloved uh, cartoon Ooh. series, longest running television show of all time, uh, at least uh, comedy and sitcom goes. And they have a propensity for predicting the future quite accurately, actually. So uh, we're going to run down times that uh, The Simpsons has accurately predicted the future. Are you ready for it, Tone? I'm ready, bud. All right. Let's go to Springfield. Eat my shorts. All right. Uh, the first one. Well, they predicted the Donald Trump presidency, season 11, episode 17, 
Let's obviously start with the most widely circulated prediction. The second time the Simpsons took a peek into the future, Lisa has become president of the United States. In a cabinet meeting, she offhandedly mentions, we inherited quite the budget crunch from President Trump. It initially was referenced to Trump attempting a run as a Reform Party candidate, but the words gained much more validity when Trump was elected president in 2016. The week after the election, the recurring chalkboard gag even read, being right sucks. And uh, even going one step further with that was Donald Trump on the escalator going up, waving in the blue suit. I mean, that was almost a spot-on side-by-side comparison. Yeah, it was creepy. <laughs> I'm in danger! Yeah, we are in danger, Ralph. <laughs> Mendoza! <laughs> Let's keep moving on with Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. Well, Simpsons has uh, correctly predicted Super Bowls. For instance, Season 3, Episode 14. The initial airing of the football-centric episode came only a few days after Super Bowl 26, where Lisa correctly predicted the Washington Redskins would win. The next year, the staff decided to dub in the names of that year's competing teams, and they were once again correct with the call of the Dallas Cowboys as the victors. The redubbings continued with moderate success over the next few years, finishing with another accurate prediction of the San Francisco 49ers over the San Diego Chargers in Super Bowl 29. Crazy. Thank you. Come again. (laughs) That was not a poo, by the way. (laughs) That was a terrible soundbite for that one. Yeah. Maybe that was uh, the person who took over for Hank Azaria. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad. (laughs) Moving on, talking Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. This one, again, sort of blew my mind when it happened. They predicted Disney buying 20th Century Fox, Season 10, Episode 5, an establishing shot at the end of the celebrity-heavy When You Dish Upon a Star show, uh, shows the 20th Century Fox logo with a division of Walt Disney Company below it. Though they have been quick to poke fun at their parent company, the show certainly did not expect Fox to sell to the Walt Disney Company in July 2018, now bringing Homer Simpson and Mickey Mouse into the same house. <laughs> Tony's having fun with those uh, Simpson sound bites, but uh, I could you ever foresee that happening, Tone? No, no, they made fun of it for so long, like that's never gonna happen. But they they had it on there for a long time. They even if you go and ride the Simpsons ride at Universal, they poke fun at Disney a lot in that that's too. Right. Like they got the Mickey Mouse hat and all that stuff, so kind of weird but well it'll be interesting to see how long that ride stays at universal now that they're owned by disney so they're like it's a corporate mouse or something like that i was like oh so well let's keep (gasps) oh my god (laughs) let's keep rolling on with simpsons predictions they predicted smartwatches of all things in season six episode 19 Lisa's wedding was the show's first foray into the future with several technology jokes in tow that ended up coming to fruition. For example, a botched wedding proposal from Lisa's boyfriend, Hugh, prompts him to call an audible by talking into his watch. In 2013, smartwatches with voice recognition first came out, saving relationships around the world. And we're both uh, Apple Watch uh, wearers and fans and uh, you know, couldn't imagine life without it. Ooh. Fancy. Though I think Dick. Seymour! 
I think Dick Tracy more accurately predicted it. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I was going to say that was a Dick Tracy thing and then a James Bond thing. Exactly. So. All right, let's keep rolling on talking Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. They also predicted autocorrect season six, episode eight. This is one of the few cases when the Simpsons not only made a prediction, but actively contributed to events. A quick gag has bullied Dolph writing the memo beat up Martin on his Apple Newton. The the text (laughs) then translates to eat up Martha, a clear crack at the PDA's poor handwriting recognition. Sources allege that years later, when Apple was working on the iPhone keyboard, employees knew that was part uh, they had to nail. They would even quote, eat up Martha to each other to signal the feature's importance. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's art imitating life, imitating art, and, uh, you know, autocorrect is the bane of many of our existences, and, uh, you know, might just be the feature of a words are hard coming up. Yeah, that's not a bad thing to do, you know, but the autocorrect is excellent. Sometimes, not always. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. Simpsons did it. They predicted the Beatles sending belated fan mail, season two, episode 18. In the second season, Marge Simpson reveals in high school she sent celebrity crush Ringo Starr a painting. After decades pass, Ringo finally sends back a response, fulfilling a vow to return all fan mail. The prediction seemed to pass between the living Beatles, as in 2013, two women from Essex received a reply from Sir Paul McCartney after sending him a mixtape 50 years earlier. Not a big news one, but uh, they still predicted the future. No, that one is a... Excellent. ...as well. Moving on, Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. Again, here's another one that was big and newsworthy. Siegfried and Roy being attacked by a tiger. Season 5, episode 10. <laughs> Mr. Burns decided to build a casino in Springfield with Vegas references abounding. One came from Gunter and Ernst, a clear Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy analog whose act ends in tragedy when their white tiger, Anastasia, attacks them. Though this one is a bit more understandable given the dangers of working with wild animals, Roy Horn was also attacked 10 years after the episode air. Um, obviously ending their uh, magic career. And then, uh, you know, they both ended up uh, passing away within the last year, I want to say. Yeah, they're both gone now. (laughs) Moving on, Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. Uh, Here's one that, uh, you know, we're headed into the Olympic season here uh, in a couple months. Well, they predicted the U.S. wins gold in curling. Season 21, episode 12. In one of the show's many international trips, Homer and Marge get drafted into the U.S. curling team for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Despite the odds against them, they're able to sweep Sweden and win the gold medal. It took eight years before this stone reached its target, as the recent 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang featured the same matchup and result. And, I mean, even to who they were playing against and the, the winning gold, it's, it's crazy how accurate they are. That's nuts. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. (laughs) Let's keep rolling on, talking Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. This one may be more of life imitating art. 
if she happened to have seen it, but uh, they predicted Lady Gaga's Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance in season 23, episode 22. Regarded as one of the worst episodes of the show thus far, Lisa Goes Gaga featured an eponymous pop star visiting uh, Springfield and aiding Lisa's self-esteem issues. When Gaga performed yeah. at the Super Bowl halftime show in 2017, many noticed her wire-based, spark-laden stunt bore an uncanny resemblance to one of her many outfits during the episode. I don't know how long that clip goes. Oh, that wow. just happened to be on there. So fitting since you mentioned it. There you go. Homer face. <laughs> well, and finally in Simpsons predictions. Eat my shorts. Probably the one that got it all started was, well, their prediction of the three-eyed fish from season two, episode four. Blinky. Blinky is the three-eyed fish that has been used by major news publications linked to commentary on nuclear waste and mutation. But those messages turned sentient in 2011 when fishermen caught a three-eyed wolf fish in a reservoir that feeds near a nuclear plant in Argentina. Oh, weird, man. Weird. So strange. But uh, you know what? The Simpsons, even though they've jumped the shark to me at this point, they will still always be known for their ability to predict the future. Mm. Folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Yeah, that yes. Fitting, Mr. Homer. While <laughs> you're there, you be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing <laughs> is caring, which is why we do this segment. At the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Kicking off this day in 1493, Christopher Columbus meets with the Spanish monarchs Isabella I and Ferdinand II in Barcelona. Based on the rhyme, uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, something along those lines. I would assume that this was after he made his quote unquote discovery of America. Yeah, and he didn't we decide that he's the Quaker Oats guy? It's funny when I was looking at that, I was like, he's just like it, or he looks like Captain Crunch <laughs> without the mustache. 
<laughs> or tearing up the roof of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always painful. Moving on this day in 1729, Johann Sebastian Bach's St. Matthew Passion premieres in Leipzig. And uh, he could also be the Quaker Oats guy. But uh, again, I'm so glad to see a classical piece that's not something symphony in B minor. Yeah, because those were always tough. But at least, you know, if you said, hey, Johann Johann Sebastian Bach's uh, St. Matthew's Passion, then you'd be like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Although, since it's classical musical, I couldn't tell you. If I heard it, I couldn't tell you that's what it was. Yeah, mine's not St. Matthew's Passion. It's actually uh, 18 in life. But um, yeah, I was thinking, or youth gone wild, right. you know. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1755. Well, yesterday, maybe it was two days ago, we talked about Webster's Dictionary. Well, Samuel Johnson's A Dictionary of the English Language is published in London. I uh, don't see many uh, Johnson's dictionaries uh, running around, uh, not as much as Webster's anyway. No, nah, I see more Webster's than Johnson's for sure. <laughs> you don't see many Johnson's? I walked into that one. Once I said it, I knew what I said. I didn't think that one through. Moving on, this day in 1861, a federal army, 75,000 volunteers, is mobilized by U.S. President Abraham Lincoln, obviously the U.S. Civil War. Hmm. Speaking of Lincoln, this day in 1865, well, yesterday we mentioned how he was shot at the theater. Well... Today, Abraham Lincoln dies nine hours after he was shot attending the play Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater in Washington. So uh, a couple of uh, Abraham Lincoln stories there. Unfortunately, one is more tragic. Well, they're both pretty tragic. Well, it's crazy they didn't put him in a hospital bed. That, that just looks like a bed. And that's a creepy-ass photo. <laughs> well, it they- just is. It could be like a, like for a death metal album cover. Right, or... uh, Just a bed, and it's so rugged and old. The Conjuring 3? Yes! That's what it strikes me as. (laughs) My guess is they probably knew he was dying and figured he'd be more comfortable passing at home as opposed to, uh, you know, a hospital. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1874, the first Impressionist exhibition opens in Paris, features Claude Monet, Edgar Degas, Pierre-Auguste Renoir, Camille Pissarro and Berth Morissot. Um, hope I didn't butcher any of those, but uh, only sounds a like you of did those. really well reading along with it. Yeah, it seems good. It's funny every time I hear Monet, it makes me think of the movie Clo- Clueless. Yeah, Monet. <laughs> it's a Monet. It um, looks great from twenty yards back, but when you get up to it, it's all jacked up. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a battle of the beers, the first impressionist exhibition. Them dudes had some freaking Gandalf beards. Yeah, they did. Something for me to (laughs) aspire to. (laughs) Absolutely. Moving on, this day, 1892, the General Electric Company is founded by, uh, formed by a merger of Thomas Edison's General Electric Company with Thomas Houston Electric Company, arranged by J.P. Morgan and incorporated in New York. Um, Isn't it crazy? Like, you get things like J.P. Morgan still around, like, and GE Electric. It's crazy to think that all the way back in the 1800s, you had the banker J.P. Morgan, and then 
the inventor slash I might have stole your idea, Thomas Edison. Um, why didn't he come up with the hat that records? <laughs> right. Just wondering, you know. Um, but you think about like how what an impact that truly was because it's still around today. Well, and the fact that these guys were so well connected that uh, you know their businesses lived on through things like uh, the Great Depression and and you know crashes that we've seen cycle through you know the last hundred years. Yeah, it's impressive, man. Yep. Very impressive. Moving on, this day in 1912, well, yesterday we mentioned that the Titanic hit the iceberg at 11-some-odd at night. Well, it is today that the RMS Titanic sinks at 2.27 a.m. off of Newfoundland as the band plays on with the loss of between 1,490 people and 1,635 people. you think they'd have a little more accurate count. Yeah, somewhere, something in there. It's just nuts that that happened. You think about something as big as the Titanic, it just massive for the time and, you know, unfortunately hit an iceberg. And I still don't understand why Rose couldn't share that damn door with Jack. Like, why do you have this in the water? It was big enough for both. The Mythbusters proved uh, it could have supported him. So, uh, it could have done. Rose, you're so stupid, Rose. <laughs> Roll, I had to get that in one time. Rolling on this day in 1927, Yankee slugger Babe Ruth hits the number one MLB record season of 60 home runs, tees off on A's Howard Emke in first inning of New York's 6-3 win over Philadelphia. I forgot the Phil, uh, the A's were in Philadelphia the A's were originally. Philly, yeah. yeah. And Howard, Howard Emke, at least he's uh, notorious for something. <laughs> I've never heard of him, but uh, good tie. Dude, that that home run record would last until uh, Barry Bonds broke it. Did it really? Wow. Yeah. I, I believe so. No, wait, I lie. That's not true because I think... Uh, I thought Hank Aaron. Would, no, it was... Uh, I, I should know my baseball history because the, the record was 62, I thought. Okay. Um, well, Babe Ruth wasn't the home run. I don't. I want to say it was Roger Maris, but I don't 100 percent know. Go so. ahead and look it up while we drop this next yeah, baseball we'll fact. Yeah, because I want to be. I want to be somewhat well if I'm going to say something like that. <laughs> but uh, so this day in 1947, yeah. Jackie Robinson becomes the first African American to play in U.S. Major League Baseball. Played for the Brooklyn Dodgers at that time, and uh, another groundbreaking uh, pioneer for uh, what he brought to baseball. Yeah, I and mean, you were right. It was Hank Aaron that had it. I thought so. so. Good good job. Yeah, he beat Babe Ruth for the record. Um, and then other guys got close, like uh, Rodriguez, Pujols. They're all in there. Pujols. <laughs> Pujols. <laughs> but, yeah, Bonds passed Hank Aaron. It was Hank Aaron. All right. So. Good job. Let's keep rolling on this day in 1955. Ray Kroc opens the first McDonald's Incorporated fast food restaurant in De Plains, Iowa. Of course, uh, you know, after that, who knows what happened to that little McDonald's corporation. Yeah, exactly. They they went on to do something. I just don't know what. <laughs> I got this idea. We're going to take a bun. We're going to put a thin-ass burger. Then another bun on top of a thin-ass burger. Wait for it. On another bun. We're going to call it a Big Mac. And that Big Mac is going to be loaded with special sauce, sesame seeds. Let's add some veggies. It's going to be great. It's almost like we were in the room with them. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on. This day, 1991, Magic Johnson sets the NBA record for career assists with 9,898. That's a lot of assists. 
That is a ton of assists. Well done, Magic. This day in 1992, Jay Leno's final performance as a, sorry, final appearance as permanent guest host of The Tonight Show. I don't know why I said it that way. (laughs) And then finally on this day in history, this day in 1992, same day, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and DeForest Kelly are inducted into the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I'm going to give you the Spock. Live long. It's weird to see Leonard Nimoy like that with the hair. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of looks like you ever, you remember the Genesis music video from 84, um, Land of Confusion? Yes. He looks like Ronald Reagan's like, Superman, we're all you now. (laughs) And he's got like the little wavy hair. That's what that picture looks like to me. Well, folks, before we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to well celebrate, and there are a ton of them, so I'm going to go through these quick. It is National Anime Day. It is ASL Day, sign language. College Student Grief Awareness Day, Get to Know Your Customers Day. Income Tax Pay Day, Jackie Robinson Day. International Pizza Cake Day, obviously. McDonald's Day. (laughs) National Ask an Atheist Day. It is Micro Volunteering Day whatever that means. It is National Dare Day. Oh, that Dare to back keep memories. off drugs with George Dare. Yep. National Glazed Spiral Ham Day. National High Five Day. National Gripers Day. National Laundry Day. National Rubber Eraser Day. Support Teen Literature Day. National That Sucks Day. Okay. Take a Wild Guest Day. Titanic Remembrance Day. Oh, and finally, World Art Day. Boy, so many well, things to at celebrate. at least if we know if your day sucks, just know that sucks, day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, just roll with it. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. We will be back tomorrow on a Friday with good news, everyone, because we like to take everybody out uh, on an up note. So enjoy your Thursday. Grab yourself some uh, McDonald's and a pizza, and we will see you all tomorrow. Peace.